We are back with yet again another episode of Christian Concepts. And yes, as we mentioned before on our Instagram page, we are doing a Bible giveaway. Uh, the rules will be set here and now. So here they are. All you have to do is follow our page, Christian underscore concepts underscore JDP. That is on Instagram. Once again, that is Christian underscore concepts underscore JDP. That's D as in Derek. Uh, and then once you do that, you follow the page, you tag three friends in a post and put the hashtag that will be mentioned later on in this podcast. So yes, you do have to listen to the podcast. So tell your friends, let them know, Hey, there's a free Bible. It's worth $120 after shipping. That is really, it's only worth $109, but the great study Bible. It's got uh, multiple excerpts in there from brother David K. Bernard and other uh, ministers in the UPCI. And it's got plenty of references in there. Overall, a totally wonderful study Bible. Uh, if you're a Bible quizzer, you can actually win one on the national level. Uh, that's how I got mine, because I am I was broke at the time. Uh, <laughs> and, and speaking of uh, Bible quizzing, we just kicked off the Western District Bible quizzing uh, season over in Merced today. Had a wonderful time over there. I uh, got a lot of insight from the panel. Uh, Zach and sister Alicia Williams, uh, brother Nate from Sacramento, Stockton? Stockton, I think. Stockton, yeah, I can never remember the difference between <laughs> the two. And um, also our Bible quizzing senior coordinator, brother uh, Wallace. Uh, great mm -hmm. time over there. Got to meet a few people that I hadn't seen before and see a few friendly faces. Uh, was kind of bummed out because Jesse wasn't there and he's my main guy. So. <laughs> It's all good, though. I'll forgive you, Jesse. Yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> all right, and uh, Jesse, why don't you get us started off? What did you find about giving? Well, there's a lot of different ways you could look at giving. Um, I thought it would be cool to start off with uh, the best example of giving, um, and that would be the giver himself, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so, uh, yeah, that's how I'm going to kick it off. And so uh, when I think of uh, God giving, the best thing he possibly could have given us was giving us the opportunity to know him, to have a relationship with him, because he is what's going to satisfy you. The only thing that's going to truly satisfy you in this whole life. Uh, there's lots of other you know, great blessings that God can give you, you know, a good family, good job, good house, you know, great wife, kids, blah, blah, blah. And those are all wonderful things. But um, knowing him and having a really close relationship with him is the ultimate uh, gift right there. And so he gave himself up for us. He took the cross and he died for our sins. And when he didn't have to do it, you know, he's God, he could have made any other way possible, but he chose that path to be the perfect lamb slain from the foundations of the world. And, um, 
as Isaiah 9, 6, you know, it says that right there, it has that word given. Unto us a son is given. Um, and it, it lists, you know, the names that he shall be called, you know, really awesome titles. Yeah, and then later, Emmanuel, the mighty God. Yeah. The everlasting, the everlasting Father. The yeah. Prince of Peace. Yeah. Yeah. Those are all, and those are all so true. I mean, each one of them applies to God and, and, and the, they don't even, you know, totally capture um, how wonderful, how, you know, what a great counselor he is, what a mighty God he is. You know, he, he keeps saying mighty, mighty, mighty God for like eternity. And it wouldn't even scratch the surface of how mighty or how everlasting he is. So, that, you know, that's just kind of going down a rabbit hole right there. But oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of wanted to do a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we we get on a subject and we're like uh, five minutes later, like oh, what, what just happened? <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, um, so I kind of wanted to. F- so I, I laid that kind of that foundation there. That's the greatest gift he gave. You know him. You know he wants to be known. He made himself knowable by becoming a human, dying on the cross. Great. And so I kind of wanted to turn it now to what he gave on top of that he gave like extra on top of that extra guidance ephesians 4 go on to that i i want to touch points with something real quick Uh i I don't think people realize how great of a gift it is to be able to know god the way we do yeah uh yeah when you take a look back at the israelites when they wanted to know god like okay you know let's let's go back even further let's go to abraham he got to hear the voice of God, which I don't know. I know of one person that has ever really heard the voice of God. I know a few mm-hmm. people who have heard messengers from God, and they thought at first that it was the voice of God. But yeah. I, I only know of one person. I know uh, my pastor knows, I think, three people. And one of them is the person that I know of that have heard the voice of God. And mm-hmm. that is truly an amazing gift. But when when you look at it, we get to feel his presence whenever we want. Yeah. When you look back yeah. at Abraham, he had a voice telling him what to do, and he listened mm-hmm. to it and he obeyed it. And because of that, we get mm-hmm. the Israelites, we get the 12 tribes, we get the blessed nation, all that good stuff. But when they wanted to see God, not mm-hmm. all of them could see God. Only the Levites could. And not even all mm-hmm. the Levites could. The high priest was the one to do it on i do believe it was one day out of the jewish calendar and they had to go through uh multiple processes in order to be considered clean and Mm -hmm. be considered holy and able to enter into the holy of holies which was behind a six inch thick veil and this was this was done by one person yeah we get to experience him all the time and there's no blood sacrifice required because they put blood on their uh, right earlobe their right thumb and their right big toe i think it was um and there there was just this (laughs) whole long process and nobody would really get to be in the presence of god they'd only get to know about it or uh, see his miracles every once in a while which is great but we get to be in his presence all the time because he gave us a son and because he gave us a way out of our sins so that was my tangent Continue yeah that's, that part. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's really good yeah i i kind of briefly 
went over that, but that in itself, you know, it's, it's really, <laughs> there's a lot to it. Um, yeah, so uh, I was going to jump to Ephesians 4, um, 11 and 12. And here he says he gave some apostles, some prophets, uh, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So he, you know, he gave us that gift. He gave himself in human form. You know, he died and he gave us a second chance so that we don't have condemnation but that we have a way to escape from ourselves because in truth, we are our own worst enemies. No one else is going to hurt you like you hurt yourself. The decisions you make, the choices you make, it, you know, you, you could try to blame other people, but ultimately it's going to come back on you. Um, and he, he died for, for that. He died so he could say, no, just let me in. I, I want to be in charge, not because he wants to be, you know, this overruling, overbearing God in your life. He's doing it out of love. And that is kind of where we're coming from, the heart of giving. Uh, that heart of giving, it comes from love. And once you have, you know, the more love you have towards people, the more you're going to care about them, the more you're going to want to give of yourself, your time. And, and that's all going to come out of later. So I'm getting ahead of myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. So these, um, we follow God, we obey him. And this is kind of tying um, into last week's podcast with authority. He gave us authorities that we uh, should listen to, we should obey, we should look at how they live their lives and try to follow that. You know, no one's perfect. No one's going to have it down, you know, picture perfect or anything like that but what they do uh full-heartedly following god follow that you know i think it's the apostle paul that says as i uh follow me as i follow christ so that and that's what our duty is as servants um we're to follow you know our leaders as they follow the leader which is jesus christ so that's uh kind of my tangent i'll let pablo bring in his own points now <laughs> Uh, well, I, I think we touched pretty good on, on him giving himself for us and uh, what you just talked about right now. I mean, it's, it's very mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like where people get hung up on giving to is, oh, when you say give, it means, oh, my tithe, my my offering, my 10% yeah, yeah. and everything, which we will touch bases on that. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but right now I'm, I'm going to start reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, starting in verse 6. Uh, but this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man yeah. according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye, always having sufficiency, sorry, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. As it is written, he hath dispersed abroad, he hath given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. And I'm going to continue in a second here, but when he's saying this, he's not just talking about money. He said, mm -hmm. uh, let me go back to verse 8, uh, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things. So having mm -hmm. much in every aspect of your life, whether it be uh, 
time, possessions, giving someone a ride to church, giving someone a Bible study, uh, having a brief conversation with the barista at Starbucks, letting them know that God loves them, things like that. Giving You have all these things and all these opportunities to give your heart out to another soul and in doing so you're giving your heart out to God and uh, I'm going to continue now in verse 10 now he that ministereth seed to the sower both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness so when you give you're not just giving to one person any sort of effect positive effect that that has on that person that leads to another person being reached that's also because of you sowing your because of you because okay let me let me put it this way i i go up to someone i've never met before i see them in line at starbucks because that's the first thing that pops in my head for whatever reason i don't even like starbucks <laughs> uh, but let's say you're in line you're standing there you're talking you're chatting you invite them to church or you tell them that god loves them anything right okay well mm -hmm. now this person has that seed planted in them okay let's say they go to your church cool now they're at the church you've got them there job well done well mm -hmm. now they go out and they tell their friends hey this guy told me about this church this guy told me that god loves me and you guys need to come here because he's not lying about it and now three more people come or four more people come whatever number you want to come up with well you just yes they went out and they reached them themselves but they would have never done that had you not been willing to give your time to god in the department of soul winning and yeah. I, I i don't think people realize how important that is and it's just <laughs> it, it's kind of irritating but at the same time it's it's like how can we not stand there and tell someone hey jesus loves you hey you should go yeah. to my church you, you're in the area you, you're from around here oh perfect here's our here's our church card or here's our church address or here's my phone number if you need a ride let me know and who knows you may not have a ride but i guarantee you someone in the church is willing to give them one <laughs> yeah. guarantee you yeah. and it's and it's like you you giving them the opportunity to be saved i think is one of the most christ-like things you can do because he gave himself for an opportunity for everyone to be saved so yeah. if we love others as he loves us we need to be willing to give the same type of sacrifice mm -hmm. and i i mean the tangent but uh <laughs> let me let me continue reading here uh da, da, da. being enriched in everything to all bountifulness which causeth through us thanksgiving to god for the administration of the service not only supplieth the want of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God, whilst by the experiment of this ministration they glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ, and for your liberal distribution unto them and unto all men. So what's that what that what that's saying there is you're causing many people to thank God. And you're by ministering to them and letting them know, hey, all those things, I'm not going to repeat myself because I've been going for a while on this already. Um, but by submitting yourself to God and giving him every opportunity that you have to reach someone or to give out your time to someone or to give out 
I guess it would be a service, like giving someone a ride to church or your phone number, hey, call me if you need anything. Doing mm -hmm. that, by seeing that, they're going to see Christ. Yeah. Because of your liberal distribution. It doesn't say because of your small amount of giving. Because remember, back in verse 6, where it says, He which soweth, sp soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. And then we come back full circle in verse 13, when it says, and for your liberal distribution, basically saying, you're not going to give sparingly. That's not the that's not the way to do it. If you have, give it. And it's not just money. It's all those things that you can do for people. And I'm going to I'm going to turn that back to you uh, so I can reorganize my notes because I already lost my place. But yeah, go ahead and uh, <laughs> take it away from there. Yeah, yeah, you touched on a lot of good points there. Um, just as Christ gave himself for us, you know, we're trying to, you know, that's what Christian, that word means to be Christ-like, you know, we're trying to take on the character of Christ. So, you know, when he does that for everyone, you know, it doesn't matter if you don't like that person, yep. like, I can't stand that guy, man, or maybe it's, you know, a criminal, maybe it's, but you know, it's a really bad person in your mind. Uh, but God died for everyone. You know, He died for people like Hitler. You know, all, all people. And you know, we have a duty if we're going to call ourselves Christians in the first place to tell everyone about Jesus. And um, you know, I've fallen short of that. I, you know, I don't think anyone's perfect at that. But it's something we shouldn't give up on we should continue to improve on so that that was great points right there and i agree with like everything right there um so i think we touched so we've gone over what god's given us you know some things that he has given us and what we can give other people um so i, I guess i'm going to get a, go kind of more into a little bit more into detail with that, um, with family, friends, acquaintances, coworkers, all that. And basically it's really what just reiterating what you already said, Pablo, is just telling them about Jesus, showing them the love of Christ, just as Christ showed us his love that won us over, you know, we love him because he first loved us. And so we have to have this love for people that's not a responding love. That's not, you do something for me and I'll do something for you. That's not how Christ works. He's giving constantly, whether we're doing good or right, or yeah. we're, we're good or right, good or wrong, sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, and you can, that's how you can look at some of these people who, you know, are pretty messed up. And it just seems that God's blessing them. And you're like, why? Well, it's not because it's not anything to do with them. It's everything to do with a giver. It says every, it shows everything. It it casts the light on the giver himself of how great and awesome of a character that giver must be to even give to people who just squander their lives seemingly and you know do rotten things and stuff like that. And that's what we have to do, you know, and we obviously have to be wise and prudent. We don't want to waste too much time because there's some people who would just take, 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 and they'll never grow. And so we do have to, you know, we have to look to our leaders for that, for that kind of wisdom and to know, you know, get help from God that, okay, maybe 
this person's not ready right now. I could use this time to invest in another person that's really hungry and they're ready right now to receive the, this message. So it it's just growing in love. It, it really all comes down to that love. That's what God is. If you know who God is, he does everything he does out of love. Uh, so giving to people. Now, I would like to jump to a topic that we promised we would get into, and that's going to be tithes and offerings. So I'm going to kind of hand it back over to Pablo. We're going to do something real quick. Uh, <laughs> as we mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, we are doing a giveaway. And just to make sure that you guys are participating fully in the podcast, and participating for the giveaway here is what you need to uh do when you post it on your story or when you post it on just your regular page on instagram you will tag us christian underscore concepts underscore jdp and you will put the hashtag saturdays are for the concepts it's lengthy i know but it also helps <laughs> us keep track because there's less than 100 of them so saturdays are for the concepts hashtag tag uh christian underscore concepts underscore jdp or uh if you follow jesse or myself you can tag us and we will be able to see that as well uh and then also the only reason i'm saying this here is because you also have to listen to the podcast subscribe hit that subscribe button uh speaking of of giving and everything we're not doing this for money we want this to be uh free for you guys something just a little bit extra to uh I don't want to say add more knowledge, but have more insight on different mm-hmm. topics. Um, yeah. Because I mean, like we, I know I could have used more of something like this of just everyday people going, you know what? We're going to study the word of God and we're going to talk about it for 40 minutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's my way of giving to you. It <laughs> um, so, fits uh, right in with our uh... Okay. If it's right in, um, but but in all seriousness, I, I we're doing this to help young people and well help people in general uh, find at least a semi comfortable spot where they can listen to uh, some of the concepts that we as Christians have. Um, I, I know I have a few friends who came into the church brand new when they were a bit older, and it was pretty daunting. When you walk in, you see everyone dressed differently, acting differently, acting crazily. Uh, so, I mean, <laughs> you see all these things and it kind of hits you like a whirlwind. And it's hard to take it all in at once in that kind of an environment for some people. Uh, yeah. So this this is to kind of show you the mellow side of, yeah, we can be somewhat normal. <laughs> and we can still, we can still uh, learn and you can still grow in God without having to have it all come at you at once uh and then again just feel free to shoot us an email a direct message um or leave a voice message on our podcast and we'll be more than happy to get back to you guys um but in the meantime yes we'll go to tithe and offering i do believe that's what you were leading it to jesse yeah yeah yep perfect uh so pretty much everyone who comes in church knows okay yeah they they pass around the offering plate or they have it up front everybody marches up there and puts in their money but some people don't really know why um so i i went ahead and i talked to i do believe his titles are executive pastor pastor smith uh briefly just because i couldn't find the verse it turns out i was just spelling a word wrong but anyways um, 
So in Exodus chapter 30 and verse 13, it gives a little bit of insight on tithe and offering. Uh, this they shall give everyone that passeth among them that are numbered half a shekel after the shekel of the sanctuary. A shekel is 20 geras, not entirely sure what that is. Uh, and half shekel shall be the offering of the Lord. And I talked to him, or he, he actually talked to us about this one service. And uh, this was something I was a little bit confused on because I knew about the 10% for the tithe. That much I knew. Mm -hmm. But he was also letting us know, hey, there's also a 5% in offering that you give and i was like i had no idea i thought that was just out of your heart i typically mm -hmm. give like two percent or whatever because i'm you know i was broke <laughs> um, but i i didn't know that and so he showed me this verse and i'll continue reading just a little bit further after that but um he showed me this verse and he explained well that's the uh the shekel of the sanctuary that's that's the tithe is what you give to keep things running in the church yeah and it's the first fruits to god but it goes to uh, the ministry and it goes to making your keeping the lights on keeping mm -hmm. the rent paid that's it's not just pastors saying oh yeah give me all your money give me that tithe and offering no that's not what it is at all uh i i know our pastor that's everything in tithe and offering not a cent of it goes to him it all goes to keeping our stuff going um and and that i mean we don't have a building right now we have a very very few things permanently established in terms of where we are uh literally like in a in a building type thing and so everything yeah. is to make sure that we have a place to go to church to on sunday or we, mm -hmm. or we have a place to record our wednesday night live meetings so this mm -hmm. isn't just a money grab from your pastor or from a yeah. pastor this is oh, just yeah. a scam oh yeah we're getting all your money we're saying god told you to give it to us that's not what it is now, if you want to give gifts to your pastor or if you want to give them a financial blessing, because mind you, a lot of them still have jobs that they have to work and still need to provide for their families. <laughs> so and it's it's a struggle because pastors will mostly go out of the way to make sure that everyone in the church has what they need. And whether it be financially or whether it be spiritually, they take a lot of time and a lot of money to put back to us. Uh, and so that's that's what that is. And then that half shekel is the offering of the Lord, is what it says. And then continuing on, everyone that passeth among them that are numbered from 20 years old and above shall give an offering unto the Lord. The rich shall not give more and the poor shall not give less. So that was something that hit me because I was like, oh man, I'm broke. I can't afford to give the half shekel. And then he read that and I was like, oh man, I'm broken. I still have to afford the half shackle. So <laughs> it's not just it's not just something that just you deal with. We all deal with giving at times, um, which going back to well, actually, I don't know if I mentioned this first before, where it talks about being a cheerful giver. Um I can't think of it. Yeah, right it's now. second Corinthians, second Corinthians nine. Oh yes. Oh yeah, we did touch up on that. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah second Corinthians yep. nine where he's saying he doesn't don't give begrudgingly so in other words like oh man I, I can't afford to give this i guess i'll give it anyways though that's not what he's looking for <laughs> like you know i god gave me enough money to still be able to give my tithe and offering this week or yeah. if you have a, if you have more to give, hey you know what god has blessed me with more to give i'm going to go ahead and give that back to him i'm going to direct it to missions or i'm going to direct it to uh 
the audio department or I'm going to direct it to the choir or I'm going to direct it to Sunday school ministries. I mean, all of that. He loves that. It's been, mm-hmm. like I, we had um we had members of our church who would when it was time to give offering, they would go up and they would start dancing on the way to the offering plate. And I think, I think that's just the perfect example of showing God, like, I'm not just saying I'm happy to give. I'm showing you I'm happy to give. Now, I'm not yeah. saying I'm not telling you you have to do that. Uh, that that's from what I understand, that's on a personal conviction. Uh, but again, for that, refer to your pastor. We're not your pastors. We're not setting the standards for you or for your church. These are just going over concepts. Uh, exactly. But giving that tithe and offering is essential. And it's not, you can put the argument in, oh, well, it's in the Old Testament and it's for only pe- people who are only 20 years old and above. And no. <laughs> no. So <laughs> this this applies to everyone. And it's great to start getting kids into it when they're young to show mm-hmm. them the ways of, of things and explain to them why we're doing these things. Because I mean, like I, Oh gosh, I, I remember when I was a kid, I would get like random foreign coins. I love to collect them. And then I'd donate them to missionaries. <laughs> and often, but I put it foreign missions. And it'd be That's like awesome. a, a couple pennies. And I they'd always give them back to my mom because they're like, We we can't send this over. It's not worth enough to trade it in. It's not worth enough to trade. And so, and so I'd end up getting the coins back. <laughs> and then I give them right back again. <laughs> but but things like that. I mean, knowing, having a mindset of, hey, God blessed me with this and I don't necessarily need it. Why not give it back to God and see who else he can bless? Yeah. Because, I mean, me giving is not always just a blessing to me. When I give, I let's say I give into missions and that missionary needed $20 in gas to get to where he needed to go. And now mm-hmm. he's reached this place where hundreds of people are gathering and hundreds of people get the Holy Ghost. Was that because of my specific $20? Maybe, maybe not. Mm-hmm. But if I hadn't given $20, would he have been able to make it? I'm yeah. sure he would have because I know God works away for things to happen, especially mm-hmm. if people are gathering to go and get the Holy Ghost. I'm sure he would have made sure that missionary was provided for. Mm-hmm. But why let someone else do it? Why let the rocks cry out in my place? Because I'm not giving (laughs) praise and worship to God. I'm going off on another tangent. But anyways, uh, it's it's an essential part of being a Christian because you're not just giving money to God. You're giving money to provide a place for people to have worship by giving to the church and making sure things are are running. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and turn it to Jesse before I, you know, never stop talking. (laughs) Yeah, I just looked at my... We have a timer for our podcast. And I like looked at it, 33 minutes. I'm like, man, <laughs> we're going to have to start wrapping up in like seven minutes. It feels like 15 minutes. I cannot believe it. Anyway. We can go a little bit longer because I mean, I think we started at the three minute mark. So we're good. Oh, okay. That's right. That's right. Okay, cool. So we got a bit more time. Okay. So yeah, Pablo, uh, yeah, he yeah, went over a lot of the tithing. I, I kind of just wanted to bring some stuff at you to prove that we're not just making stuff up. It's in the Bible, how tithing actually is 10%. So uh, the word tithes means tenths itself. Like you could look it up and Google, or as 
my family likes to call Google Brother Google, you know, Brother Google, <laughs> but Brother Google, uh, <laughs> what does this mean? Anyways, you can literally Google this. I, I got this definition literally right off Google. It says ties, one-tenth of annual produce of, or earnings formally taken as a tax for the support of the church and clergy. Um, so this was, tithing was established in the Old Testament. And I think most people know that. Some people, uh, I think they um, believe that's an Old Testament law and it's not really relevant to the New Testament church. Um, so I'll, I'll get into that in just like a, like a minute or a few minutes. I just want to go into the Old Testament where it actually says this, where it's established um, in Leviticus. 27 you kind of first see that mention of god telling uh, i think i think he's talking to moses here but <laughs> you can look at it yourself um on all the tithe of the land 27 verse 30 um all the tithe of the land whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree is the lord's it is holy unto the lord um and then it keeps going on there it's saying this is the Lord's. Now, where it actually says it goes to the Levites is in Numbers chapter 18, verse 20. He starts talking to Aaron. Um, he says, I am thy part at the bottom of the verse there. I am thy part and thine inheritance among the children of Israel. And the next verse says, And behold, I have given the children of Levi all the tenth in Israel for an inheritance. Uh, for their service which they serve, even the service of the tabernacle of the congregation. Um, and it keeps going on. I'm trying, I'm kind of rushing through right now, but uh, the Levites literally lived off those ties. So I, I know in modern day, it's kind of, I, I think it's kind of frowned upon for the pastor to take the tithing money, but actually in the Old Testament, that's how the Levites survived. They didn't yep. do, they didn't actually have side jobs or anything. That's a modern day thing. The Levites literally lived off those tithes and they uh, the meat offerings and stuff they, they would have some of those you know they would uh, literally eat that stuff you know that's the food and the, their uh, money you know all the resources to keep you know living off the day to day that's how they survived um and and i want to just point this out too real quick that because this law was established in the old testament there's those people that kind of say you know old testament law People were doing this before God even established it in Leviticus. You see, Abraham actually gave tithes to Melchizedek. That's, I think, the first mention you see tithing. So this is way before even Israel exited um, Egypt. And, you know, God's laying these laws down for Moses, you know, through the wilderness and Sinai and all that. This is way before. And, and Jacob, too, in uh, Genesis 28 uh, verse 20, it says, Jacob vowed a vow saying, if God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on. Um, I'm just actually going to skip down to the 22. Um, and the stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. The tenth, that's a tithe right there. The tenth, that's the first fruits. So Abraham and Jacob both did this before that law even existed. So if people were doing this before this law existed, why can't we keep doing this now in the present day in the New Testament? And it, we should. I think it, I think it you know, still continues to this day. The ministry actually should... You know, full-time ministry 
you know, they should be totally, I understand there's different situations. There's small churches where the pastor, you know, can't survive off the tithing. So he has to have a side job, you know, that's understandable. These are a little different these days, but uh, biblically, you know, that tithing is supposed to actually support the pastor and his family. I'm not just saying this because I'm the pastor's kid. Uh, growing up, my dad like hated taking ties because he didn't want to, you know, he never preached about it. He was like afraid to preach about ties and offerings. People in the church would have to be like, hey, you need to, you know, talk to these newcomers about tithing and stuff. My dad's like, ah. So <laughs> it's an uncomfortable subject uh, for, I think, every single pastor, really, honestly. No, nobody really wants to have to go over it you know, multiple times, but uh, this is established here um, in Numbers and Leviticus there. And I think I'm, I'm just going to kind of leave it at that. But I just kind of wanted to prove to you that tithings is totally biblical. It's in the word of God. And it's something that we should do to this day. Uh, the pastor, you know, they're spending their time um you know, when they get home from work, if they work, you know, they're going right to the study. I see my dad doing it. He's listening to the podcast, driving to work because he has a long uh, drive to work. He listens to podcasts from preachers all the way there. On the way back, he gets home. He does Bible, more Bible reading. He's, I see him studying on his study programs. Uh, he studies insanely, like a sane amount. <laughs> it's insane. But studies more than <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> So these pastors are putting a lot of time studying and the least we can do is get back to them. You know, you know, that's, I think that's the reasonable thing to do. And offerings is, uh, you touched on it earlier. It should be something that, you know, God deals with us. It's not necessarily a written down, you know, it has to be this percentage. I think that's where the second Corinthians nine, seven more comes in. I mean, it should apply to the tithing, but you want to give cheerfully. Um, and I, my dad actually told me this word cheerful and the strongs means like ecstatic. Like you're so happy to give, like it brings you such joy and pleasure. It's like not got called down from the prices, right? Kind yeah. Of yeah. yeah. Instead of winning all this money, you're given all this money. <laughs> so you're just like so thrilled to support the ministry. You're so thrilled to, you know, put that money into offering, which typically I think is used. That tithing is supposed to usually go to the ministry um, and offerings is more goes into the, the building, you know, repairs, remodel, all that stuff. Every church is a little bit different. It's not, uh, you know, clear cut stuff, but the offering and ties it's not it shouldn't be something that you know is a drawback or you know kind of we give grumpy grumpily or whatever uh, <laughs> Rich, yeah so uh, i'll just end real quick with this at our own church um we don't really pass around a offering plate we have a box that when you first come in people can do it privately and that's something you know, my dad didn't never want to make a show out of it, really. Like, if you're going to dance, great. You know, that's fine. We're not we're not putting that down at all. But he just wanted that to be like a private thing between you and God. Like, this really intimate thing. Like, I'm giving this to you out of my heart. You know, this, you know, and, and that caused you, you know, joy and happiness right there. So that's personally how we do it. You know, we don't want to intimidate anyone into having to give. Yeah. Because, you know, like we said, we don't want to 
you know, a grumpy giver, you know, we want them to be happy to give. So yeah, I'll just end with that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll let you take it from here. Do your uh, thing. <laughs> I'll, I'll on, uh, on this note of just because you can't give a lot doesn't mean that your gift doesn't matter. Exactly. Uh, and I, I completely forgot to put this in my notes, but the woman with the two farthings or two mites, I can't remember which yep. one it was. Yeah, uh, I think it's the mites, yeah. Yep. Everyone was giving these huge amounts of money and they were making a big show of it. And not not for the purpose of glorifying God, but for the purpose of glorifying themselves. And that's yeah, definitely yeah. we may who knows, we may talk about glorifying ourselves versus glorifying God next week. But um, <laughs> but they would be like, oh yeah, look at me, look at my success, look at my money, look at this is just the tenth of what I made. That like all yeah. things like that. And this woman came up and she put in just two two my basically two cents. And Jesus looked at her and was like, I haven't seen greater faith in all of Israel. She just gave everything she had. Yeah. And be, I, I think having God look at you and saying, I haven't seen better faith than this, that would mm-hmm. make my day. That would make my life. That would make my, I would be <laughs> happy forever. I could die at that moment and be perfectly content. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, like just, just because you can't give a lot, you're still giving your obedience to him and you're still mm-hmm. giving what you can. And mm-hmm. I, I always look at it as, as it as, okay, I can't give a lot of money this week. What can I do for him that doesn't require money? Oh, the church needs help setting up chairs. Cool. I'm on it. Church needs help, uh, sweeping up the parking lot or whatever. Oh, church has a work day. Let me go ahead and go down there. And uh, <laughs> I noticed you like to bring up those work days. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fresh on my mind because brother Swim was talking about it. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I mean, like just just making sure that you're having a cheerful heart when you're giving, and making yeah. sure that giving isn't just uh, limited to a Sunday or a Wednesday or whenever your yeah. Bible studies are. You can give to God anytime you want to, and it it almost uh, most of the time it doesn't even require money. Like. Yeah. Hey, Jesus loves you. Here's our church card. Bye. Boom. <laughs> you weirded yep. out and love to see it in their heart. It's the perfect combination. It's perfect. Um, but yeah, we'll, exactly. we'll here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just mention the rules one more time for the giveaway. Uh, and it is for two weeks. So we will be uh, announcing the winner on November 6th on the podcast and on our uh, Instagram page. Uh, so again, follow Christian underscore concepts underscore JDP tag us in your post hashtag saturdays are for the concepts uh tag three people and you are all set and if they want to participate in the giveaway too be like hey there's a excuse me there's a giveaway for a bible that's worth like a hundred dollars for those of you who are bible quizzers it's the one you can win at nationals as an intermediate uh it's a great study bible i use it myself for when i study for these podcasts uh Mm -hmm. when i just study in general um but we'll be doing more giveaways like this, but with other literature from uh, the UPCI Publishing House. I'm not sure if that's the actual name, but we'll find that out later. Uh, but Sounds yeah. good to me. <laughs> and, uh, in the meantime, you all have a great rest of your night. Uh, it's always a pleasure talking with you, Jesse, and it's always a pleasure talking on the podcast. Um, in the meantime, God bless. God bless.